You guys like a pumpkin? Uh, is, that, is that a real fire inside his mouth, or is that like a candle? Yeah, that's a real fire. Like a fake, fake candle. Oh. It's a real that's fire. It's, uh, like it. it's, uh, it's burning. Mate. Oh, you're burning just like a pumpkin. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the podcast. Uh, we have a name now. Uh, we are the Outside Zone. It's me, Elliot, Dom, and Chris. Right, uh, so we'll start this week. Uh, we'll talk about last week's games because we had some very, uh, very close games. Some really good games as well. First of all, we'll talk about our picks. Uh, we'll start with the Ohio Bowl. I picked the Browns by 10. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd need the Browns to win that one. Let's be yeah. honest. I didn't think the Bengals could do that. Yeah, all they all they had to sacrifice was OBJ's leg. And then oh, was like, poor, LB, <laughs> poor OBJ, man. He's out with an ACL, isn't he? Um, yeah. That's a big. I, to be fair, I don't know if that's a big loss for the Browns as a team, but it's a big, it's big news. But I mean, he's a key player, though, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's, he's, um, a, he's a big loss to my fucking fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that for fucking pence on the dollar. I mean, he, he was he was doing he was more productive this year than he was last year. I feel, um, and I feel like he was only getting more and more as as the weeks progressed. So I feel like he actually is a bit of a loss to for the Browns. I mean, then they've still got Landry and they've still got you know so many other players that they ha- they can rely on. It's not it's not like it's it's not like it's just a one man team. So yeah, like we saw like from the Bengals game. Like you know, they lost Odell, uh, they lost Odell Beckham and still put up thirty-seven points. So, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think did, they're going to be did, okay. Did, that was when did Odell go down? Was it in the first quarter? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was. I, I honestly, no, I think it was because it was off. A, it was off an early pick, and then Baker Mayfield decided to show up at, towards the end of the game. So, yeah, I mean, that was much more of a game than I was expecting it to be. Uh, thanks to oh, Joe Burrow, yeah. I think that was a very good game. Yeah, like we we're talking last week about like Joe Burrow and his impact at the, at the Bengals, and I mean, I think this this game against the Browns is like a microcosm for for Joe Burrow's career to come. I think like him, he's doing everything he can. I think he threw for like nearly four hundred yards, maybe even more than that, and they they you know, they lose by a breath, which is what they've been doing like all season long. So. I mean, again, he showed a lot of good potential this game, and um, I'm, you know, excited to keep watching him as he progresses in, in the NFL. They just need to find the right supporting cast, and uh, hopefully, they can do that for him. Hopefully, yeah. What was the uh, What was the other game we chose anyway? Um, the other game, the Titans, Steelers and Steelers. Titans. Yes, I chose the Titans, and I chose, I chose the Titans. I chose the Titans as well. <laughs> See, again, I, I thought, you know, that's two for two for me. You're welcome, fellas. You're welcome. To be fair, mate, if it wasn't for uh, System Kicker Goskowski, then... <laughs> He's like... Absolute System Kicker. <laughs> I just don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know I don't know what's happened. Like, I mean, why does he keep like messing up the game with his man? Because he's oh, a System I Kicker, Dom. Can't you hear it? <laughs> Mate, it was all Bill Belichick. All Bill Bill Belichick coaching his leg. Yeah. No, but it, it was a it was a good game to watch. I enjoy I, I did enjoy watching it. Especially it was, it was a, a stressful game. Yeah, a stressful game to watch because 
like I was watching it on Red Zone and there was that game, there was the Browns game, there was the Falcons and Lions and this all going on at once, like all coming down to the wire and it was just stressing me out. Uh, did you happen to catch the Falcons doing Falcons things? No, I didn't. I saw again, I saw that the, uh, the statistic this week was they had a 96% chance of winning and they shagged it again. Yeah, so anyone who didn't watch it or doesn't know what happened, basically the Falcons had the ball uh, on the Detroit. It was inside the 10-yard line and basically they were running the ball to try and run out the clock because there was less than a minute left. And uh, Todd Gurley accidentally scored a touchdown, which obviously it's a touchdown, but they also gave the ball back to the Lions with uh, about a minute to go. And of course, the Lions drove down the field and scored a last-second touchdown to uh, to win the game, and the Falcons dropped to uh, like one and five. It, I think it was a bit it was a bit rough for them. I have to admit. I mean, I, I, it's one of those rare times where, like, you know, the opposition's happy to, that you scored. Like, so. Yeah, but yeah, like, well, they literally I mean, like they let Todd Gurley score, but he wasn't supposed to score. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I love seeing him as I like, realize, oh shit, I'm real close now. I need to stop. And he just he just falls over. <laughs> like, yeah. It was it was real good to see, but. Um, I mean, the right side, the Falcons for this week, play, they, what, they played um, yesterday, or was it? Yeah. The Panthers, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I mean, that's he managed to, uh, to win that one, so well done to them. Yeah, good, good for them. It was just it was just a very meme-worthy way to, to lose a game. Like, oh no, I scored a touchdown. Like, like there was a meme, like, Todd Gurley is the first player to score a game-losing touchdown. Like, it's just, like, it's funny because, like, Todd Gurley, he's... He's done that before at the Rams, where he's he's taken a seat at the one yard line to try and ice the game out. Just a mental mistake. God bless the Falcons. If you read, if you um, there's like a video where it's like Matt Ryan says to him, "Don't score a touchdown." <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh, what's that? Score a touchdown. Okay. Never news though. What about the uh, the Cardinals and Seahawks game? That was a, a great game. Ooh. Another sweaty game, another one, another <laughs> one that like, you know, you're just like, why, why can't games just be easy? Why can't every game be a Jets game where they just <laughs> fucking lose? To be fair, I don't think, yeah. I don't, to be fair, I don't think I had a bet on that game. It was still, I still, amazing, you know, because again, I shouldn't say this as you know, a, a would-be NFL betting pundit. I'm not impressed by the Seahawks. Just simply what, not all in- this season. I'm just, yeah, I'm just not impressed by them at all. Um, I mean, they've always been, they're always a strong team. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just not impressed. I'm more impressed with other teams, more so than the Seahawks. I'm more impressed with the Packers than I am the Seahawks. I don't, I don't really know why. I, I, think I don't I was, know why either. I think the Packers, Packers lost to the Buccaneers, um, was it? Right. Week or the week before. And that was a... Uh, Awful loss as well. And yeah, that's a big loss. It was, that was week uh, week six, week, and that was a big loss. And the, the Packers didn't even like the, that's strange. Like the, in that the start of that game, the Packers looked like they were going to dominate, and then they just um, unplugged their controller to stop playing. You know, and I just don't know what happened. Well, it's like I mean, they beat the for them. You know, they beat the Raiders that last week. That's fine, but the Raiders are again a hit and miss team. I think. Yeah, it's weird. The Raiders, they're, they're not quite bad enough to be like completely um, irrelevant, but they're also definitely not good enough to sort of, <laughs> <laughs> to be like, you know, no, talked to, about. 
get behind them and that's, think, oh, that, that's a Super Bowl contender. You know, they're I mean? sort of like the Dolphins last year. It's like, oh, the Dolphins are trash, but we beat the Patriots, and that's what it is. <laughs> Raiders, not great team, but we beat the Chiefs. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, of the Patriots, their loss to the 49ers. That was that was real. That was. I'm, that was a big one. You know, I saw the Broncos beat the Patriots. I'm just like, yeah, Broncos are going to be doing well. Then I realised, oh no, the Patriots are just bad now. <laughs> but I like to see the Patriots doing doing awful, awful things. I I don't want to see Cam Newton do awful things. I like Cam Newton a lot. Like it, it, they very well could, you know. I'm sure we'll get into it later in the actual segment where we talk about um, the games happening later today. Yeah, sure. But I think they they could beat the Bills. Hopefully they don't. But yeah, yeah, I do, I, yeah I'm, I'm, we, we can talk about that later, though. Yeah, like, it's weird. The, the Patriots, they look promising at the start of the year. Yeah, that's because yeah, they were uh, against the, the Dolphins. Yeah, I suppose. Cam Newton has not been, um, not been put up. COVID did. That's what happened. <laughs> COVID, mate. COVID got him. Did, um, down. Did, did you two see... Sorry, NFL.com keeps playing me adverts and I can't stop it. Uh, Cam Newton put that video up on, I'm assuming it was Instagram, uh, talking about like, yo, losing is not acceptable in this in this area, I in am. this city, in this state. I'm gonna do better. You see that? No. I didn't see that. No, actually, I must have, must have missed that one. I mean, I mean, it, Cam just hasn't looked like the same player since like Super Bowl Fifty. He's not really been. As efficient, like that dynamic player that we all, that everyone thought that you know the Broncos had no chance against stopping. I'm like, he's so I'm, I'm a bit, I, I feel it's you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit sad about it to be fair. I, I like Kanye a lot, and um, I just, yeah, I don't know what, what he, what's happened to, for to be in this decline. I'm like, well, COVID, you know, did you not hear? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sad that Cam Newton is not, uh, he didn't continue on his, his path. Um, I think it all goes back to that moment that um, Von Miller stripped that ball, and Cam could have died on it and didn't. <laughs> I think, I think that's uh, that was the moment where Cam was like, "Nah." Von Miller scared him. He wakes up. Wakes up. Yeah, he's like, "I could be great." And the cold sweat thinking of Von Miller. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I could be great," but then you know, I might have to deal with Von Miller again, so I'm not going to do that. No, but he's, he's had his injury troubles. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, um, what what was Cam injured with? Like, shoulder. Was it? Uh, he had a shoulder injury. Shoulder, shoulder, shit. Uh, right, his throwing shoulder as well. Uh, he's had several ah, right. uh, surgeries on it. In fact, if you want to know more about it, you can go to Cam Newton's YouTube channel. <laughs> I forgot he has <laughs> yeah. a YouTube channel. You know. yeah, Cam Newton vlogs now. Cameron, yeah, saw, Cameron, nice Nice. I saw him today. Yeah, he did. A, he did a vlog with Logan Paul at one point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was can Logan Paul play tight end or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah spoiler alert. No. He did all right. He did better than <laughs> some people uh, would do. I think. Uh, but yeah. No. Um, I mean, Logan Paul different. could definitely play tight end in like you know books, Div Two A, Midlands. <laughs> but they're like you know Thank everyone you. can play. <laughs> Everyone can play tight end in, <laughs> in books, Div 2A Midlands. Outstanding content. To, to be honest, when I saw that video uploaded, I thought, yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally, my questions have been answered. It's the only thing I ever wanted to know, to be honest. Yeah. 
And uh, speaking of, actually, no, I'll get, back, I'll get to that later. Um, Dom, you're a Broncos fan. Yeah. And I understand that can be quite a difficult thing to go through. So we're going to do a little five-minute segment um, supporting you and the rest of, of Broncos County. So anything you want to get off your chest Thanks, about man. the Denver Broncos? Yeah, yeah, a few things. I mean, first of all, that, that lost the Chiefs. We we fucked ourselves. We generally ruined it for ourselves. Like if you look if you look at you look at what the defense did uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Like, I've got a few stats. So they they kept him to fifteen out of twenty three completions. Uh, he he's only scored one touchdown. Um, and you know we actually held held Kansas City offense as a whole of zero of eight on third downs. If you look at it like that, the defense. Have done extremely well and contained and patched Mahomes, which a lot of people didn't were like questioning. Oh, how would the Broncos do that? And then the offense just came. I'm like, you don't need Patrick Mahomes, boys. We do it for you. <laughs> you know, we'll, like, pat, the, easy pick six. Melvin Gordon coughing at the ball twice. The flea flicker. Oh, I need to turn off the game. That was that was rough. How how Melvin Gordon sent the flea flicker over Drew Lock's head is just out. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And all of those combined, especially with the uh, the kickoff, kick return, you know, um, it was just like, it's just, it, it looked, it was just, it just died. The game was dead at that point. And like, it was really upset because like when I watched the, um, in the first quarter, it looked competitive. It looked like we could, like if the defense were playing well, like they did continue to throughout the entire game. It looked like we could actually have a chance to stay in the game. And no. No, offensive thought. We don't want this, boys. You can take this one. I've noticed Chris is slowly getting more and more rings on his fingers. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> um, the real the real thing I want to see now is I want to see the Broncos get get on board and um, just turn it around against the Chiefs uh, tomorrow tomorrow evening. Hopefully they can. They, they don't have I'm the Chiefs. I'm at the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, them. as much as I want to uh, help you um, in your quest to be a Broncos fan that isn't depressed, I don't think the Broncos <laughs> are going to beat the Chargers. To be honest, that's that's my take. That, I think I'm sure you you, you titled the segment Broncos support group. It said you kicked me down to the dirt. <laughs> they won't win, Dom. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't support you by lying to you, Dom. Yeah, and. The, the first, the we, first step. We all, we all love you here, Dom. Yeah, the first step to recovery is identifying the problem, and the problem is the, the entire Denver Broncos, Broncos <laughs> the entire Broncos um, franchise. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to beat the Chargers. They might, they might make a run of it, but I think Justin Herbert's uh, playing too well. I mean, Chargers are a much I more mean, complete team. I've been watching a lot of, um, a lot of videos, but uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people saying, you know. Uh, the offensive coordinator coordinator isn't helping Drew Lock. Um, they're making they're making him force the ball downfield a lot of times, and he's he's, he's making you know, just make it easier for him, simplify it for him, and hopefully, hopefully we can get the ball moving more. I mean, there are times against the Chiefs, especially there's one play in, uh, that everyone brings up. Um, Noah Fant, he was down the field about ten yards, completely open, and instead Drew Lock threw it through one to double coverage. And overthrew everyone. It was, it, and you know, I feel like just 
reduce the amount of reads that they, that they has to make and help him. And well, I think a productive um, offense. I think the Broncos were expecting Drew Lock to make that you know, that leap um, this year, and obviously he hasn't. He hasn't stepped up yeah. uh, I mean, as much as they thought they would, but I feel like they're still they're still calling plays and giving him, uh, you know, giving him instructions as if he has made the leap, but he hasn't. So I feel like they need to just embrace the fact that Drew Lock isn't very good right now, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and play you, a quarterback friendly game. If you, if you look at um, if you look at it in this sort of sense, uh, a lot of rookie QBs have that chance to sit behind a veteran quarterback for a while, whereas. Drew like, didn't have that. He had, he had, yeah, he did. He, he had Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Joe Flacco yeah, taught him yeah, everything point. there is yeah. to that. Yeah, that's and that's why we keep losing. So, I don't feel like they, they. I just feel like they need to help him and let him learn. Um, like, he's, he's, he's still developing as a, as a young quarterback. Let's be honest. So, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm hoping that we do beat the Chargers. Uh, just about Justin, Justin Herbert is doing very well. Um, the Chargers look like they can, they can be a good team. What they won, they won last week, didn't they? Or was it Monday night? Yeah, they beat um, the Jags. Oh, beat the Jags oh, last the Jags. Um, last weekend. So did the Jags. <laughs> yeah, the Chargers are probably one of the better, one of the the better losing teams this year. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the Chargers, like you know, with the way they they play and the way the team's put together, they could easily be a winning team in playoff contention. But but they're not. They've blown leads as well. They 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 suffer from Falcon syndrome like, <laughs> against the Buccaneers. I thought I thought the Chargers would win that, and then they just lost it. They just, they just gave it the lead and just. Yeah, I think that's what, I think that's more to do with the Buccaneers um, changing stuff up than the Chargers well, being yeah. terrible. Yeah, I go with that. Sorry, I'm getting another NFL.com advert playing to my speakers and I can't stop it. Uh, but yeah, what we're we talking about? Yeah, yeah, uh, Drew Locke. I think you know, they have they have Mel, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Lindsay, Gordon, I believe is out Wouldn't with a concussion again. Yeah, is he? Yeah, oh. oh, that's very good. Yeah, I mean the, the charges. It was good. To, really good to see Melvin Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsay for the whole like two minutes of game time they were there together, <laughs> and um, and then Philip Lindsay got knocked out. So great. Outstanding. Well, what I was going to say is they just should lean on their, their running backs that are very good, but if uh, the running backs are concussed, then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot. Not a lot they can do to help Drew Locke at the moment, so I think it's going to be a long rest of the season for Broncos fans all over the Telford. Oh, dox me. Don't dox me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Brian Flores, best-looking coach in the NFL. Prime Flores. Oof. What? He's, it, we, no, because like, <laughs> you, you, like there, there could be a debate, but there simply isn't one. It's Brian Flores. You can no, give, this, give all your pictures, mate. I'm, this I'm uh, this, now, this podcast God. is changing gears. Mate, Brian <laughs> Flores, best looking coach by a mile. Like, if the opportunity arose for me to marry Brian Flores, I would. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna eyebrows that. Just in just in case. Right, if I meet Brian, just just in case. If it I meet up. if I ever meet Brian Flores, I'll propose to him. Right, eyebrows. <laughs> given my given my, given my sports journalism master's degree, the chances are high. That's the only reason why I did it. 
Okay, um, but when you do propose to him, you have to use the Dolphins' uh, 1973 Super Bowl ring. It's a... Treat the 72 Super Bowl ring? Yeah. Or the 73? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously the 73. Or, got, or, got... or the, or the oh. 2021. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get that on pre-order. Like the temptation to get one of those, you see the people who get like the tattoos where it's like, like someone got a Ravens, yeah. a Ravens Super Bowl 2020 yeah. winner, and it's like the temptation to get one of those be like Dolphins Super Bowl 2021. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get those people who um get those really preemptive tattoos, man. No, like, like there's so much that can go wrong in a football game. Like, like you, like you can't you, control it. Uh, uh, is when you see the ones for like English soccer for the World Cup, someone will always get an England. <laughs> World Cup winner, 20 whatever, 2018 or some such. Yeah, you see it in the Sun newspaper or something. <laughs> it's just all, it's an awful idea because like, you can't, you can't control sports. And that's so, like, while your team may be playing well, I mean, what, we watched it last year. Everyone thought the Ravens were going to go to Super Bowl. And who did they get knocked out by? Tannehill. I don't remember that. Big, Tannehill. Big Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think that happened. I don't recall. I think it was... Um, God, that was God. That was a it fun was, game. It was watch. L. Thomas who knocked the Ravens out. Wasn't it? <laughs> Top ten lead blockers of all time, L. Thomas. No, no. I, thought, I thought L. Thomas just knocks his own teammates out. Oh yeah, that's what he does in the off season. Yeah, when he's not got a team to knock out of the playoffs, he um, he turns to his teammates, starts knocking them out as well. It's just players. <laughs> and then when when practice is off, he, um, what was L. he goes out. Release, was him and his him and his brother they um, go and knock something else out. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly, oh. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Was it? Wait, was it? Was it Thomas or Sherman who put? He got released. From no, that was Thomas. Sherman Storm. That was Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Sherman got released because he was old and he tore his Achilles and he was gone. Thomas got released because oh, he was fair. just, just, just an abrasive dude. Old Thomas. An abrasive dude. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, speaking of. Uh, players moving and getting released and whatnot. Dom, you brought it's this to my attention, so I don't know. I don't know how legit this is, but um, apparently Stefan Gilmore might be on his way out of New England. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, I, I mean, there's, there's a few articles about it. Um, there's a few key players that are on the trading block. Uh, well, the first one being Stefan Gilmore. I mean, is that is that really that much of a surprise? I mean, he is creating quite... Oh no! He was so it's like thirty, which is like essentially ancient for a cornerback. I've, um, I've seen some reports that apparently both the Patriots and the Jets are before the trade deadline. They're going to have a big, a big sale, blowout sale. So uh, uh, to each other or just no, no, no to, to the rest of <laughs> the just in general. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, saw, I, I saw that apparently this is again. Uh, um, Rumours that apparently the Jets are trying to um, are shopping around Quinn and Williams. Oh, really? They only drafted not this year, but last year. Yeah. That scoop him right up for scoop him, scoop him up for the for the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, um, talking about Stefan Gilmore, I mean, like I didn't expect to to hear that he was on the trading block, but thinking about it, it just kind of makes sense because I don't think the the, the Patriots are going to win any more games because of Stefan Gilmore this year. No. Um, and, he, you know, and Stefan Gilmore this year hasn't been playing 
that amazing either. Like he's not, he's not been that key of a player for them. What are you but, talking um, about? He's in the uh, he's in the Madden '99 club. He must be playing well. <laughs> he, must, he must be playing well if he's yeah. in the 99 club I mean yeah it, it's not unlike Bill Belichick to move on from players that are very good when he thinks they're not you know necessary anymore so I'm curious to see where, where he'd go if he did move to be honest I don't really yeah I mean um, so a lot of people are saying send him to the Seahawks which could be good for the Seahawks the rest um, he's you know they lost a lot of uh, key defensive players I remember, I remember, like when I first started getting into football, Legion of Boom were uh, at their peak, and uh, it's not ever been, not been like that ever since. I so think if he went Stephen, to the Seahawks, do you think Stephen Gilmore be... could, could do, do anything for that? I mean, he wouldn't bring back Legion of Boom, but you know, it would be no, a little bit no, unfair no. if the Seahawks got him. You know, you've already got Jamal Adams. <laughs> be a bit unfair. Have a, have a day yeah, off, yeah. sellers. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, they just need to chill out a bit if they signed. Stefan Gilmore as well. I mean, some would say that about the Chiefs and Bell. (laughs) Well, mate, what will happen is is that all the Patriots players, they'll do all Patriots players do and just be like, fuck it, send him to the Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Patriots retirement home? Big, big meme of um, Gronkowski. I'll just retire if you send me to the Lions. Don't even (laughs) think about it. (laughs) Um, Another name, though. He's sort of rumoured to be on the uh, the trade block. AJ Green. Nah. Don't think so. you don't think he's going to leave the yeah, Bengals. No, uh, no. The Bengals need him too much. Yeah, AJ Green. Um, he's wanted out of the Bengals a few times, I believe. Um, not surprising because he's very good, and the Bengals are very bad. But he's. Um, I mean, as far as I'm aware, the Bengals have basically stopped him from leaving. You know, every opportunity because they need him too much. Like Chris said, like. I think it makes sense for them to keep him on. You know, you've got Joe Burrow, who is playing you know very well, you know, relatively speaking, and taking away you know a target like AJ Green wouldn't help one Burrow of, in the slightest. And you know, one of the Bengals, weapons. yeah, the, the Bengals are obviously very you know they're completely committed to you know, making Joe Burrow their guy, and you know they're not going to help him by you know, trading away his best receiver. So um, whether AJ Green likes it or not, I think he's going to be staying in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be uh, a bad choice for them to um, to to trade him away. Um, but if they were to, do you, do you guys have any idea of what what team would be his like best fit? Uh, it's hard to what say. What team would you think is a good question? Um, I haven't got um, I've got because like all the teams that are, it's weird. It's the first year in the NFL where it's sort of like, that I can remember anyway, where all the teams that are bad are bad. <laughs> you know, and like all the teams that could you like, like I'm sure the Jets could use him, but, you know, I don't want to go from like a, a dumpster fire, but a shinier dumpster to a dumpster <laughs> that smells like shit ran by an absolute speng. So... Yeah. It's 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 hard to pick I, I, out a a logical landing spot for AJ Green, but it's it's also harder when you think about you know AJ Green. How old is he now? Is he age thirty, thirty one? He's you know, he's he's relatively old for, for a receiver, and although he is good, I don't know 
you know, if anyone would be willing to pay the price that the Bengals would ask, which is obviously probably going to be too much. So, because... AJ Green's actually 32 years old. Yeah. So, so it makes him one of the older, older wide receivers. And, and you know, I don't dispute... Julio Jones and T.Y. Hilton. I don't dispute that he's a very good receiver who'd probably make any team that he goes to, you know, at least a little bit better. But I don't think there's, I don't think there's any team that's going to part ways with, you know, a uh, an early round draft pick or or a player to to get him because he you know he's not a long term investment at age thirty two. So I don't think he's going to go anywhere. In all honesty, no, yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, so what a trade that has actually happened though. Uh, so the Lions have traded for uh, Everson Griffin in exchange for a conditional <laughs> sixth round pick. That was, really? uh, that was tweeted by the NFL a couple a couple of days ago, and so what, what do you guys think about that? For a six round, just a six it's round. One, it's one of those things that where, like, obviously, like it's, it'd be a nice story if the Lions went somewhere, but I don't, it's one of those things that people just don't care about the Lions. Like, they're such a <laughs> they're such a non-factor as a team because they're just so yeah. There's just nothing apart from Matt Stafford having a great play every once in a while there's not much to the lions and that could just be me looking completely over the lions you know but they're just not they're just they're not a contender by any stretch of the imagination but you know anything to anything to you know help out the franchise you know i, I don't think it'll do much it's one of those things where like you look at the lions like what do the lions need do they need a complete restructuring maybe i don't know what will it take for the lions to become contenders don't know because Quite frankly, is the Lions. I don't care about the Lions. I'm not interested in the Lions. <laughs> Unless the Lions play the Dolphins, I'm not interested at all. Like, I won't, like, Falcons, Lions. Am I going to watch that? If I watch it, it's going to be to see if the Falcons mess up another game. It's not going to be because I'm like, yeah, I want to see Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay. <laughs> it's like, I want to see Adrian Peterson try and run the ball or something. You know, I'm just, I'm just simply not interested in the Lions. You know, I hope they do well. I hope this trade makes them a better team. But I don't think it's going to draw any more eyes to the Lions. I don't think it's going to make them a contender. I don't think we, that trade's going to be like Antonio Brown to the Bucks. Not a trade, obviously, but where we, where we can all look back and be like, that's going to make a difference. Speaking you know? of Brown, is he, yeah. uh, is he going to make a debut this week? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'd expect him to because if he he moved last week, was signed last week, so because I think so they've got a, I, I think they've. I, I'm fit almost 100 the the Monday night game. I think there's two, but don't quote me on that. But I think the actual Monday night game is the Buccaneers at the Giants. So it's going to be very much like when they added. Um, Brown to the Patriots roster last year and he had one game against the Dolphins and he got a touchdown. It's like, well, yeah, of course he did. Like the, <laughs> the, the, yeah. like the, the Giants aren't going to beat the Buccaneers. So, if it's a nice, easy game, you know, to start him off. It's obviously like, in terms of Antonio Brown, it'd sort of be like... Right. Because, um... really, obviously, I'm not Bruce Aarons. I'm not, I've not looked at any new footage of Antonio Brown. I've not looked over him. I've not analysed him. I've seen Instagram, he's very good at Instagram. You know? But, 
It's uh, another another NFL star who's uh, had a few dealings for Logan Paul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were one, you know, a boxing match, weren't they? And um, it's never uh, happened. Oh, I, forgot <laughs> that. I forgot that happened. Oh boy. Oh, real good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, the Bucks do play um, the Giants on Monday night. I feel like um, Brown's probably, if he does play, I'm assuming he will because he's been there for I a have, week. And I have, so I have a bit of an update on Brown. Um, so this is from an article published on the 26th. So essentially, um, Brown can't actually practice with the team yet because he's still facing an eight-game suspension that he hasn't oh. actually actually done. <laughs> so, so, he, so I feel like so I think it's actually like the week after he can start. Okay. On the team and yeah. actually doing that, but he's got, he's got an 8K eight, eight suspension, so in that case, he'd make his debut in week nine against <laughs> against the Saints on that's Sunday it, night uh, football. Well, a game where he's probably more needed than against the Giants, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. So, fantasy points are gonna have to wait another week, but <laughs> I mean, if he did make his debut against the Giants, then that would be just. I feel like that would be unfair on the Giants because the Giants aren't Giants. good at the best of times. Uh, anyway, who's next on the potential uh, player movement thing, Dom? Um, I believe it's Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. So, there's been, there's been rumours of him uh, being, being traded away, which is an interesting one. I mean, I'll be honest. The um, the most I know, all I know about Alshon Jeffrey is the few big plays he made on the way to the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl win. And since then, it just seems to be every time I hear the name Alshon Jeffrey, it's connected to a meme about Alshon Jeffrey not being able to catch. So, you know, I, I don't know what to make of it. To be honest, I don't really pay much attention to the Eagles because, well, it's the Eagles. So. Yeah, I mean, what in the best know. division in all of sports? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a surprise. Um, so and also, that, so there's 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 a, a start that essentially, if any team picks them up, and if things don't go well with them, um, they can and they do, essentially uh, decide to cut them after that. Uh, they can actually save like uh, seven point nine eight million in in, uh, in salary cap space, and so it it seems like. If a team wants to want to go to wide receiver or, or, or a wide receiver that can potentially do something for you, it might be it might be something that could be worth the shot. To be fair. So he's a little, he's an experiment. Right. Yeah, he's an experiment. And worst case scenario, you save yourself seven point nine million. I think that's pretty good. So. I mean, I'd be surprised if he did go, because he um, because the the Eagles are already thin. On wide receivers, so if the Eagles were to then you know trade away Alshon Jeffrey, then you know I don't really know what the Eagles are doing at that point. If they're going to trade away one of the better players on an already thin uh, wide receiver yeah. uh, group, but if he did go somewhere, you know, I'd like again, it's the same with uh, AJ Green. I don't know who's going to fork out for Alshon Jeffrey. Um, at age thirty, and you know he's not, he's not anywhere near the level of AJ Green. So no, definitely. Not. I don't know who who's that desperate for for wide receivers right now. 
yeah, the, the only team that I'm I can that comes to mind straight away is yeah, surprise. It's the Ravens to me because they are in need of um, a wide receiver. I feel like, but apart from that, I can't really think of any team that that's particularly desperate for receiver help. Apart from the teams that are obviously just terrible. No, yeah, no, I get that. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. I don't, I can't seem to place, uh, place them in a team that makes sense. I mean, so, um, if someone wants him, it could be quite useful for them. But I don't, I don't know where they would properly place him. I, mean, I don't know when his contract expires, but I don't know if he's a, the kind of player that would that people would want to trade for. I feel like they probably just wait for his contract to run out and sign him if they need him. But you know, you know, if if I was a GM, which um, which I'm not, surprise, but I, I wouldn't really pay, you know, much for Alshon Jeffrey at this time anyway. So we um, so we talk about Gardner Minshew. Uh, he's been he's going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah, um, with, uh, with multiple broken bones, as well. so he's broken, he's broken his thumb, hasn't he? And he's torn, broken his thumb. His so thumb. Is which is so it in his throwing hand? Or yeah, it's in his throwing hand, and and he did it. Yeah, so uh, so he essentially he has multiple fractures and a strained ligament in his right thumb, and uh, he is a right-handed quarterback, isn't he? So yeah, so um, apparently he did that on the 11th of October as well. He just kept it quiet because he just don't want to play. <laughs> But like, oh, I mean, well fair enough to him, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, man. What do you mean I can't play? Your, your arm's stepped in <laughs> half, mate. You can't. But, yeah, I mean, no, nah, I, I mean, I can understand why he it wasn't keep it secret, but yeah, like, it's it's it, hard to. They were, they were risking. They were threatening to bench him, weren't they, last week? Really. Like they threatened, they threatened to actually bench him. If he, yeah, they said if he didn't have, start doing better, they were going to bench him, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure his his backup is used to play for the Bears, but he got dropped from Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, and now and I was, Mitch Trubisky got dropped for Nick Foles, and Nick Foles got dropped for Gardner Minshew. So what's going on there? <laughs> it's like, it's it's like, circle of life, <laughs> NFL edition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it really imp- like. You know, in the politest way possible, I don't think it impacts the Jack season that much. They weren't doing very well. They weren't going to do very well. So, I don't have it. Gardner Minshew came came into the league last year, didn't he? Um, yeah. And, and he, uh, he you know, Minshew Mania took over. Minshew, Minshew you know, Mania. Uh, yeah, we saw I, him play. I think there's more memes. We saw him play at Wembley. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And he let us down that game because we were. <laughs> yeah, we let us down against <laughs> the Texans as well. Oh, and it's weird how you think last year, the Texans and Jags, you think that should be a good game to watch. And this year, you're like, ah, I'll give that toilet one a ball. miss. <laughs> like, yeah. Complete toilet bowl. But yeah, I don't, I don't understand why... Well, I, I can understand why he'd, he'd keep his injury a secret if he's that kind of dude who wants to just play through he wants it. And, to play, yeah. and yeah, he wants to play. He wants to play football, which I get. But also, you know, like, you got to understand you are the, the starting quarterback of an NFL team. And... You've got to be right if you're going to play, and he's he's uh, obviously not played well with the injury, and now he's not going to play at all. So that's just going to hurt the Jaguars even more than it already has because they've had those few games where he's been struggling through the injury, and now they're going to have to go uh, however many games without him. And yeah, their their season is, to be honest, their season was never really up to anything anyway. But their season is even more dead. 
No, it's one of those things where like, the Jags started off doing the Dolphins thing and having a big fire sale. But then they've decided to win games, which is the opposite of what you need to do in that particular situation. Because remember, right at the start of it, it was like, the Jags are going to go and get Trevor Lawrence. But now it's like, nope, it's going to be the New York Jets. Because that's the issue, is that like, planned failure doesn't work. Actual just sucking works. If you just plain <laughs> suck and not try and suck, it's much better. Much, much better than if you're like, yeah, we, we are going to fail. We are going to, we are, we are tanking. No. Jets, terrible. Adam Gase. If you need to tank, bring in Adam Gase. <laughs> Adam Gase, tank commander. Tank commander, Adam Gase. Yeah, I've, I mean, if I was the Jaguars, again, I'm not, but, you know, at this point in the season, losing your quarterback, you, you're one and six anyway. Um, you're in a division where the Titans are five and one, the Colts are four and two, and you know the, the Texans are also one and six. You know, I I commit to the to the tank at this point. You know, if I was the Jags, do you guys, do you guys want Trevor Trevor Lawrence to waste his time going to the Jets? Or it, well, it's the thing of I think I may have discussed it last week. I don't know where, maybe with someone. Is that like if I was Trevor Lawrence, if if the Jets get rid of Adam Gase at the end of the season, I would, you know, I'd be like, yes, I'd go to the Jets. But then my issue is, is that we saw how well Ryan Tannehill's doing after not being on a team coached by Adam Gase. So personally, again, if I was, you know, if I was the Jets head office, which I'm not because, you know, I'm good at the things that I do. Um, <laughs> I'd keep, I'd keep Sam Donald around for another year because yeah. like because Sam Donald hasn't been like he's not been the problem like, like he's not been like Brock Osweiler and he's just like right. wow he's bad you see Sam Donald like no Sam Donald's not terrible he's just in a bad situation yeah like, Brock Osweiler still won a Super Bowl though well this won a Super Bowl ring <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sam Donald's not the problem for the Jets, and I don't think they'd... If, if they did it with the first overall pick, I don't know if they'd take Trevor Lawrence. I feel like that would be just a... I said this last week, I feel like it would be a big step back for them as a as an organisation if they was to take on another rookie quarterback because then they just rewind and they have to do, do the same process of getting a rookie quarterback up to speed. And, you know, they're already in that process with Sam Donald. He's not being terrible. Um, so yeah, I don't think I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to end up at the Jets. I mean, God help him wherever he, wherever he goes, because there's a lot of bad teams this year. Just <laughs> mm. working my way down the list. Um, Kenny Stills, Dom, you brought Kenny Stills earlier. Did I? Yes, you brought Kenny Stills. <laughs> Apparently, he wants. Yeah, out. He, he didn't. Then he didn't. Know who he was? Shock! I don't know who the <laughs> player is. <laughs> it's become a regular theme after only two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Currently playing for the Texans, I believe. Used to be with the Dolphins. Yeah, he's not a so, bad player. No, he's not. Apparently not. But apparently, um, there's, there's talks of him potentially going to the Saints to help out in that 
sort of void where Mike yeah, Thomas I can see that. I can see left. that happening. I can see it happening. Um, I don't want it to happen, but I could see it happening. I've got a bit of time for the Saints. I I don't mind them doing it. Taking like I don't mind if that happens. Um, if that's going to help them be more of a a, a team that can help. Um, well, just help Drew Brees. He's you know, arm is fastly different, fastly fading. Um, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, like, if Kenny Stills is in fact on the market and the Ravens don't at least try to bring him in, I'm going to be very upset because the Ravens do need <laughs> a receiver. And Kenny Stills is, is, is Kenny Stills is a guy that I would like to see come into the Ravens because I do rate him. Don't know. He, le- <coughs> he left Miami. Don't care about him now. <laughs> It's a regular theme. I think. I think every time I speak to you about NFL, because I, I, I was like, if you don't care, if it's not Miami, you don't really care about them too much. No. Oh, and also, if it's the Jets, oh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you want me to do? Dispute that point? No. <laughs> it's uh, the only thing that happened there. The, the the best thing that Kenny Stills has done with his career so far is help the Dolphins secure the Texans' first round pick for next year, and given the current rate, it's going to be quite a high pick <laughs> so uh, the last noteworthy player on my list who might be on his way out of uh, his team is John Ross uh, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver he's not done much in his career but he did set the fastest 40 yard dash time in combine history so that's his that's basically his career summed up he's the fastest 40, <laughs> 40 yard player um, in the combine he actually injured himself doing that as well and he's not happy at the Bengals. And I saw a tweet, I believe it's a tweet. It was along the lines of him saying, it's no secret that I want to be traded away from the Bengals. If, I mean, if how long has he been happen, with the Bengals? Uh, I think this is his third year. Don't quote me on that. It's either his third or his fourth year. And do you expect him to be to get out of that to get out of the, uh, that team? Let's get, get somewhere else? I mean, he's, he's not doing much for them. And if they can get some value in the trade, then I could see it happening. But I, I think he, I think he was taken in the second round by the Bengals. Uh, again, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he was a second round pick, which is probably why they're not, yeah, they've not moved on from him just yet because you know that's a that's a big L if you let your second round pick go for basically nothing. But if he wants out and he's not, he's not really making the Bengals a better team by being there. Then if they can get the value, then I could see him being traded but I don't know if there's anyone again it's the same case with um, Alshon Jeffrey. I don't see if there's anyone who's willing to you know uh, put up the price that the Bengals would probably want for John Ross because he's, he's relatively unproven he's had injury struggles since he came into the league um, which funnily enough started with his uh, NFL combine 40 yard dash record and those injuries have stayed with him he says he's healthy um, but He's not getting the game time he wants, I don't think. And he's just not happy at the Bengals. So, you know, it's one of those things. I don't think that anyone would be willing to put up, uh, you know, anything more than like a, you know, a fifth or a fourth round pick to get him. And I don't think the Bengals would be willing to let him go for so little, um, considering they drafted him in the second round, I think. I ought to check. (laughs) I don't think he's a bad player. He has made a few plays in his career and he has made a few good plays. Uh, he's he's only 24 years old, so he's uh, in his fourth year. Four years ago, drafted in the second round. He's not really had anything of an impact at the Bengals in those four years. The first two of them were spent mostly injured. What's that like? 
<laughs> but no, Chris. But no, Chris. Never injured, Chris Tebbett. That's what they call me. <laughs> and so far this year, and he's played in three games. Had two receptions for seventeen yards. Had, oh, that's, that's not overly reserve. attractive. For four, for four feet receiver, that's some key. And uh, 2019 stats. He played in eight games, 28 receptions, 506 yards, which is actually isn't too too bad. Three touchdowns which isn't, isn't great. But again, he's only played in eight games. In fact, so far in his career, he hasn't completed a full season. In his first year, he played three games. 2018, he played 13 games. Oh. And 2019, he played eight. Last year, well, this year, he's played three so far. So he's one of those, he's one of those guys who you, I don't think anyone really has confidence in him to not be broken at some point. So, yeah, it's hard to see a team. You can only get off the track record, can't you? So, and just yeah. look very promising. I think I think if he, if he wants out of Cincinnati, he, he's probably going to have to prove he can stay healthy for a full year and then just um, you know just walk to free agency. If he's in his fourth year now, then he'll be on the last year of his rookie deal. I don't think the Bengals are going to pick up his fifth year. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, free agency is no, where we're going to see John Ross make a move to the Ravens. Yeah. No, not to the Ravens. No, everyone, everyone to the Ravens. <laughs> Just make the Ravens one big team, and we don't need an AFC. Well, speaking of the Ravens, um, moving on to this week's uh, game of the week. <laughs> I'm getting good at these segues. Uh, Ravens and Steelers. Um, okay, okay, good. The AFC North heated AFC North rivalry, one of the uh, best rivalries in the NFL, in my completely biased opinion. So the Ravens five and one, Steelers six and zero. What do we think? I've gone um, Steelers. They're showing they're very good at shutting down dynamic offenses. You know, obviously with the Titans last week, um, for the first half they managed to shut down Derek Henry quite a lot. I don't see any reason why the Steelers aren't going to win this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to agree with Chris on this one. Uh, yeah, definitely Steelers. Um... It's it's one of like I, I do like the Ravens and they have a good offense, but I, I I'm kind of like it's one of those things that I I put uh, a bet on points every quarter for for a few teams, and this is one I was looking at. I was I put I'm too worried that that, that it's going to be a game of just defenses just trying to out dick each other. It's one of them. I I, so I think, and, and in that sense, the Steelers have the, have the edge. So uh, I'm going Steelers for this one. Should be a good game though, regardless. Wow. Definitely better wow. than you're, the. Uh, you're both. Dallas. You're both wrong. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, no. well, what it's, would it's you say? Interesting. That, I, <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting game. I'm just looking at the uh, the numbers now. The Steelers' offense is ranked 24th. Ravens is ranked 28th, which is lower than well, to be fair, it's not lower than I expected this year. But considering they were the uh, wait, wait. Did you say, best did you say offense, the offense was. Yeah, Ravens' offense is ranked twenty eighth. No way. In the NFL, that's, Steelers is ranked twenty fourth. That's kind um, Steelers' defense is uh, ranked the best in the NFL. Ravens is fifth best, apparently. But here's where it gets interesting, though: is you know, you know, Big Ben's back, whatever. Uh, but the Steelers are twenty sixth, twenty sixth in the NFL in passing. I mean, the Ravens are thirty second, but you know, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, there's some stats that I did not expect. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I thought they would have been a bit, a lot higher than that. So, um, but, but what, what the, do you think would give the Ravens the edge, Marius? I mean, honestly, like even with the bias, I think it's going to be a close game. 
but I do th I do think the Ravens will win because I feel like the Ravens they have too many levels they can work on at any given moment of the game. You know, uh, Mark Ingram is well, he was out with an ankle injury last week. I'm not sure if he's still out this week. J.K. Dobbins is their rookie running back, second round pick, and he's been playing very well. He's been flying a bit under the radar this year, but he's um, he's not been getting as many carries as I'd like to see him get. But he has been playing very well with the carries he has got. But I think it's the Ravens' defense that actually gives them the advantage, despite the fact they're actually ranked lower than Pittsburgh. Um, because, well, they're, they're very good at creating turnovers, whether it's the picks or fumbles. You know, Marlon Humphrey seems like every second time he touches someone on a football field, they fumble. Um, you've got Marlon Humphrey on one side, Marcus Peters on the other. Let's keep it a minute. And I think it's going to be one of those defensive sort of slugfests. And I think it's going to come down to uh, splash plays. That's what I think. I think... Whichever team can pull off, you know, the most chunk plays in this game is probably going to win it. Because I don't think either defense is going to be giving up, you know, much throughout the entire game. Uh, with with that said, pre Yannick Ngakwe trade, I would have agreed with you that the Ra the Steelers have the edge on defense. But since obviously he's not played for the Ravens yet, but with the addition of Yannick Ngakwe, I think it's a bigger trade than most people think that it is because I think it changes the way that this Ravens defense can operate against, well, basically everyone. I don't know the exact statistic, but in the last two seasons, the Ravens defense have blitzed more than pretty much everyone in the league. One of the most blitz-happy defenses uh, in the league, if not the most. And I think the addition of Yannick Ngakwe, the reason they blitz so much is they're quite slow on the defensive line. They've had a good D-line for, for many years, but it's always been quite slow. You know, Brandon Williams, huge, huge man, not very fast. Calais Campbell, huge man, not very fast. Adding Yannick Ngakwe gives them a genuine speed rusher off the edge, which allows them to get pressure on the quarterback without necessarily having to commit a linebacker or a defensive back on a blitz. And I think that's going to be... A huge factor because that allows them to then play double coverage on guys like you know, uh, Juju and uh, uh, Claypool. Yeah, I, I'm going to concede it's going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the last play, but I'm going to take the Ravens close game. Ravens by a field goal, if with, that. With, a, with no small amount of bias. <laughs> no, no small amount of bias. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm aware that the Ravens' <laughs> offense is not. It's no way near what it was last year they're not running the ball as well as they were last year but they're also not running it as often as they were last year um which is i believe they're doing that intentionally because they have to develop lamar jackson's passing um but they are ranked they are ranked dead last in passing offense so that's going to be something that is going to make this game difficult for them but again a battle of defenses battle of chunk plays bias i think the ravens have more more of that probably going to be a field goal in it yeah definitely last play of the game uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm just hoping it's going to be a good a good game to watch. I, I think it will be definitely more entertaining than the, yeah. uh, what, the, the Cowboys Eagles game. So yeah, but, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that we'll leave that there because I don't want to discuss that game. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be a prime time quality matchup, but for some reason it's not prime time. So no. so if, if we if we look at a few other games for this week, um, first of all, let's talk about the Dolphins and the Rams. How you do? Yeah, what you got, Chris? Well, you know who I've got. It's one of those things where... <laughs> yeah, the Rams, I understand. No. Um, basically, I'm throwing all caution to the wind here in the sense of I'm not using any intelligence for this pick. <laughs> the, the, my pick is based around one thing. 
It's Tua time. That's the pick. Tua time. The pick is Tua. The pick isn't, you know, the Dolphins or the Rams or Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. It's Tua time in Miami. We win this. People will finally shut up and be like, fine. (laughs) If the Buffalo Bills keep playing trash, like they've been playing for like the last two, great. Because that means the Dolphins are going to take the AFC East we're gonna win the. We're gonna go to the playoffs. We're gonna beat everyone, and we're gonna go to the Super Bowl this year. That's what it is. That's what I. That's what I predict. If we win this game, if you win this game against the Rams, we beat the Rams. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's just how it's gonna work. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bold claim. Yeah. A have hot, I got any hot take? <laughs> have I got any? Have I got any statistics to back this up? No. Have I got any logic? No. Two a time. I love it. Give me more. Give me more. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to watch all of it. I'm going to inject the game into my blood. So, so I'm right thinking your your picks the Dolphins. Yes, my pick yeah. is the Dolphins. Oh, okay, great. I just wanted to make that clear. I don't think you made it clear. Marius, um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Mate? What do you think? Uh, Rams um, or Dolphins? Uh, I've, you know, I, I, I'd love to say Dolphins and you know feed the narrative of Tua, but I feel like yeah. Tua might come in and play well, but I, I think the Rams is probably going to take the game. You know, I think the, but I th- I, to be honest, I don't think this this game it matters more in the context of of Tua time than it does in the context of the twenty twenty season. I think if if the Dolphins walk out of the game and and feel happy with the way Tua played, you know they they win. But I do think the Rams are probably going to win the game. It's more a case of you know how is Tua going to play. Does he play well? Does he handle the pressure? You know, against you know Aaron Donald in his first NFL start, throwing against Jalen Ramsey. You know, if he can handle that pressure and not have an absolute nightmare, then I think the Dolphins fans can still treat that as a win, even if they don't win the game, which I don't think they will. Um, I don't know what it is with me. Um, whenever I look at the Rams, I just, I just, I think they're always going to lose no matter what. And so, but um. <laughs> But then it's the same with the Dolphins. And so I'm a bit uh, lost in this one. Um, <laughs> so I think I will go for the for the Rams as well. But it, it's it's purely out of just these weird biases that I've made in my head that I just don't respect it. Because these teams at the moment. Um, but I would love to see... Uh, but yeah, I think, it's, I think it might be a bit of a hard time with the, uh, the pass rush that the Rams have. But... We'll see what he can do. So I will go Rams for this one. Yeah, I agree with that. But again, if if Tua doesn't have an absolute nightmare, either way, I think it's still a win for the Dolphins. If Tua, Tua comes out, plays well, and they win, then Dolphins fans can just they can just go wild. But I don't think you he will. Like Chris. So yeah, I think for, you know, for me definitely as well. Um, you know, the Rams and the Dolphins, they don't. You know, this result doesn't really mean much to them in the context of you know playoffs you know, because separate divisions and and they've both got you know a long way to go if they're going to try and aim for playoffs what what what, what the um what's the rams standing right now uh i honestly don't know which uh oh the five and two the five and two dolphins are three and three five and two oh, that's not bad that you know no, it's not bad. I've, they've sort of gone under the radar because the Seahawks have been 
the Seahawks and the Cardinals being taken that division. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, this game it doesn't mean a lot in the context of each team's playoff implications. No, um, no not really. It means more to the Rams than it does to the Dolphins. But I, th- I feel like you know, to me, definitely, I'm going to be watching Tua more than I am the scoreline. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am, I, I am looking forward to seeing Tua's first start, even though I, I, I miss Fitz Tragic Magic already. Yeah, I think, <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> I, th- I think the key things I'm going to be looking for is you know, to, can to a, you know, can he handle can he handle playing under pressure, both you know, mental pressure and the physical pressure of Aaron Donald. Can he still move around comfortably? Obviously, there's the question marks over his hip, and you know, can he just make decent decisions? You know, that's that's all I'm really looking for from to. And if you can do you know two out of three of those things, then. You know, if, I, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm I'm happy no matter what. Okay, and that's the uh, the uh, the last game I think is actually probably worth anything to talk about is is uh, Green Bay versus the Vikings. I know the Vikings have had a bit of a, a rough uh, a rough time as it, of, of this season, but um, you know, I, I I do like I do like the Vikings. I think they they can do a lot of good things, but they they they've had a they've had a few rough issues. <laughs> but um, I do think. The Packers will take it, but I think it should be a nice, a nice points game at least. I don't think it's going to be competitive for a second. I think the Packers are going to <laughs> rinse the Vikings down, pants down, t-shirts up, hose to the wall. I don't think it's going to be a good game for the Vikings at all. Um, I feel like the Vikings have, I, you know, I feel like they've somewhat, you know. Given up on the season, yeah, they traded away uh, Yannick and Gakwe to the Ravens. I'm sorry, I just don't see it anyway. This game is going to be competitive. Yeah, sorry to the one Vikings fan that I know, but <laughs> yeah, the Packers are too hot. Yeah, they had that blip against Tampa Bay, but other than that, they've been hot. Aaron Rodgers playing very well. Vikings playing very poorly. They've traded away one of their uh, best defensive players. Just don't think it's going to be. Don't think it's going to be a good time for Vikings fans. Yes, what are you? I assume you. Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat is all the way. There's nothing else to really talk about in terms of. I don't know what you're talking about in terms of it being close. I think Aaron Green, Aaron Rodgers is going to come and um, decimate the Vikings. Right. So that does it for this week. That's everything we've got to talk about this week. Um, if you want more, then you can tune in at nine o'clock on Saturday night, and you can hear from. Christopher, uh, Christopher Tebet on Gridiron Hub. Thank you. Might be moving to 8 pm next week, but we'll figure that out. Yeah, nine o'clock this week, maybe eight o'clock next week. Make yourself you some That's cash money. Yeah, make yourself some money, get some good odds from our resident betting expert. But yeah, that's it for this week. So yeah, we'll call it. We'll call it there. That's a wrap. Ciao for now. Break the huddle. Bye.